It is another episode of Life with Jerry Williams. Thank you so much for listening. I am Jerry Williams. And the title of this week's episode, I call her Schultz, might be a little confusing, but I'm going to explain that very early on. I'll be talking with Schultz. Well, I call her Schultz. Her name really is Jules. She is a co-worker of mine at the Joy FM, Georgia. She has her own podcast, the Jules Show podcast. You're going to find out about that also coming up in just a couple of minutes as I sit down via Zoom with my friend and co-worker, Schultz, or as you know her, Jules. Well, first of all, Jules, thank you so much for being with me. I'm thinking of titling this episode of the podcast, I Call Her Schultz. (laughs) I like it. Because you sent me that voicemail a couple of days ago, and for some reason, when it transcribes it, and I'll share this, uh, a a screenshot of my phone's voicemail, it's transcribed, it shows, Juliana Smoke, hey, Jerry, it's Schultz. You obviously (laughs) said it's Jules, but it heard you as Schultz for some reason. I don't know why. Probably I had some child yelling in the background, you know? So you have been with the Joy FM now since April the 1st of 2018? Is that it? Was it that long ago? Two years? Yes, it has to be, right? It's more than a year, isn't it? Is this this my anniversary party? Is this what we're doing? Well, it's a very very disappointing party, if that's what it is. Is, Are you about to surprise and be at the front door with, like, uh, balloons or anything? (laughs) Yeah, I would. You can go there and look if you want, but you will be so. <laughs> it's been a fast two years, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, extremely fast. Okay, so let me just ask you: first impression, brutally honest, when you first met me, did I come across odd? Like I'm trying to during this whole quarantine, Jerry. I'm starting to realize that maybe socially I come across too much. So first impression, honestly, did I come across too much? You know, to be honest, I don't remember. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Although it didn't take long for the true jewels to materialize. And I think one of the first things, if you, if you could take a, a picture and send it to me so I could share it with people, if you don't mind, of your driver's license photo. Absolutely. I share that we're now, whenever I can. I love it. Oh, you were dressed up like a, uh, someone from uh, Dr. Seuss, weren't you? You know what? That, yes. And that was my birthday because, you know, that's when you get your new licensed photo. And so my friend, Jennifer from Atlanta said, well, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, all I want you to do is to come stay with me, wake up in the morning and help me do my hair. And so we did mounds of like hairspray. It was actually this like, cylinder column. I'm doing hand motions like anyone audio can hear me, but see it. But uh, yeah, so she did all of that. We came up with the most hideous outfit. It was, <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving Jerry. Cause whenever I go to like TSA or if I go to the bank to cash a check anywhere, I mean, it's always, it's always a hit. You are um, a very creative out of the box personality. You think so? Oh yeah, definitely, and in a in a in a good way. You you mm. are always trying to come up with new ways to do things or to attack things, and I think it's just a fresh uh, a breath of fresh air. For, you know, for someone who's been around doing things as long as I have to to hear things from your perspective. Sometimes there are things that yeah we've thought of that, and here's why it won't work. But a lot of times it's wow, we never thought of that before. Let's give it a try and see what happens. And, and you've come up with some really, some really stupendous things to do. How did you first get into this whole radio thing? Ooh, um, it was my senior year in high school. They had like a program where you could go and shadow whatever career and you had two weeks and you could 
pick a profession. And, um, and I always just enjoyed politics, journalism. I love entertaining people. I think if I can get somebody to laugh, that makes me like most happiest. And so um, I did a television station in South Georgia. And so that really kind of got the bug and that's really kind of started the trajectory. So I'm thinking about that for my girls and like trying to figure out where their interests lie and then immerse them at a young age so they can go ahead and, you know, start seeing that the world is big. So I did that and then I got into a radio. There was a, my freshman year in college in Dahlonega, there was a small uh, bluegrass country music radio station and I convinced them, I don't know how, at like 18 years old to give me the afternoon drive time airship. You're kidding me. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, um, so I did that and that helped pay my bills. And then that went on to a next, um, there was a local access TV uh, channel up there. And they needed somebody to like broadcast their basketball games and, you know, do some on-air um, voice tracking. And so that got me into television in college. And then there was, you know, just kind of was always morphing into, um, I, I did a lot of like live remotes for a radio station in America's Georgia on the weekends when I was in college. And I would just drive home where I'm from in America's and do a live remote at like car dealerships or whatever. But that got me that live experience to help me, you know, get over the nervousness of being live and, and being with adults, you know, because at this time I'm like 19, 20, talking yeah. to all these uh, car salesmen about, you know, come on down, you know, we got some <laughs> pizza and Cokes for you. So, but yeah, it was, it was fun. And then I, um, I thought that was going to be the trajectory. That's where I was, you know, heading um, was to do that. And then I don't know, kind of, I feel like for some reason, it was almost like I was go, 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 go in college with some great opportunities. I uh, interned CBS News in London and worked like the press pool for uh, Bush when he was there. Uh, I don't know if I knew that or not. Yeah, it was awesome. And I, I met all like my... But London, England, not London, Kentucky, right? Yeah, no, London, England. And I met like all of my uh, like kind of heroes, you know, in journalism. Yeah, so I did that. And then after college, I got a job like just doing like corporate training videos, but really kind of out of what I enjoy doing. And that's being creative, making people laugh. And so I kind of kind of went on a back burner then for about a decade or so. Well, how did you get back? No, during that decade, is that when you got married and started popping out? Yeah, so I, so I got married. I took a small job um, for a gospel station in Gainesville, Georgia. And then I started working for the, the Georgia Baptist had a radio show called Life with Purpose Radio. And that's like one of those weird, it was almost, and that's what we say about radio. It's a boomerang I keep throwing out and it comes right back around. Like, I don't know why um, in the most random ways. And so I uh, had my girls, I had two of the three at that point, And I was volunteering at a nursing home and I was volunteering like every single day. And they were, they became part of my family and I became part of their family. They taught Sally how to walk. Wow. Some of the ladies there, um, when I was pregnant, they gave me a baby shower. When Susie turned one, they gave her uh, um, her first birthday party. And so we would go to Jazzercise because with a toddler, I mean, <laughs> Jazzercise. I mean, we just, we would do um, Easter egg hunts in the, in the hallways. We did um, trick-or-treating uh, during Halloween. I mean, it was, we were seriously part of each other's lives. The Georgia Baptist Convention heard about what was going on at the nursing home and they called me. And they said, would you um, do a segment, you know, let us interview you. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And the next thing I know, they're like, hey, would you, would you come on and be a segment producer and, and do your own pieces? And so that kind of brought radio back again when I was not even looking for it. How did you go from there to being with WMSL? Okay, so mm, I was in Atlanta living um, with our family and we, 
uh, moved to Athens. And when I moved to Athens, I was having to drive into Atlanta to record. And so I thought, oh, there's a, a Christian radio station in town. Maybe I can rent their space so I don't have to drive so much. And so then I, I met with them. And, and next thing I know, I was doing a radio show in Athens that was like Life with Purpose Radio because it was basically, you know, how God is using people. And I always felt like they only gave me three and a half minutes and they were pretty strict on the time. And I always felt like there was so much more to talk about with these people and so much more to discover about their story and how God, how God was using them. So anyway, that was, that's kind of how it all came in when I started doing that. So like I said, it's a boomerang. I don't know yeah. why it keeps coming back around, but I do love it. Well, and then the Joy FM acquired WMSL uh, <laughs> officially on, it was April the 1st, 2018. Mm -hmm. And we maintained some of the staff and you were one of them. And you went from doing that to uh, to doing Saturday and Sunday evenings. But the, the podcast also, you already had started the podcast, hadn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had. Yeah. And, and then, the podcast yeah. is, it gives you an opportunity to expand from that three and a half minute format to talk a little bit more in depth with people. Right. Yeah. And then, and then doing the news again and, you know, and it's, it was so much fun, um, with the Joy FM, because growing up in South Georgia, that was the Christian radio station. I mean, I mean, that's what we listened to. All of us listened to it. In my youth group, I remember calling in to the prayer request line. Um, <laughs> I was a teenager. We were heading out on a mission trip. And the on-air DJ, which, I, man, I wish I would know, like, his name, because I wonder if it was you or who it was. You tell me when it was, and I can tell you. I can. And, it was in the mid-'90s. I mean, it had to been, like, 94, 95, something like that. Okay, that was prior to me. I came in 98. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. But anyway, I remember calling and asking for prayer for the mission trip for my youth group. So to, uh, to be on this side of the Joy FM was just a huge, unexpected blessing where it just kind of came out of left field. I didn't see any of this coming. And that my husband reminds me often whenever I'm, you know, because that's the thing is that you can have these great monument experiences with God. And then you forget that like, and then you try to take the reins back and be like, well, let yeah. me then control this, you know? And you realize that like, I didn't see any of this coming. So <laughs> how about God just keep the reins, you know? If there's one thing that is, and I don't know if this is frustrating for you or if it's just a challenge for you or just how things happen to be, what you do on the air, you do a typical shift with music, but you also share some of the interviews that you do on the podcast on the air. And of course, you have the podcast that comes out every other Thursday, the Jewel Show podcast. But that is a totally different aspect of your personality than what we started this discussion off with. Because you, there is a decided wackiness to you and just uh, an, an overriding sense of joy and fun and live life to the fullest that you just, there's an energy about you that you can't help it. When you're in your presence, Jules, it's just, it's like the room gets lighter uh, <laughs> because of your tremendously positive outlook on life. And some of the stories that we've had traveling together when we go down to the Joy FM Florida to do fundraisers. <laughs> we have fun. We got the fun happening. Uh, even on the airplane that time. Remember, we were all the way in the back row. I was, I was helping you. I was letting you continue your nap. I couldn't help it that when I was crawling on top of you trying to get around <laughs> you so that I wouldn't wake you up, that you would wake up. And then I was like all in your face. But I, 
it came from pure motives, okay? Uh, and I can't believe that stranger. I was sitting in the middle. Jules had the window seat, although we were so far back in the plane, there wasn't even a window there. Mm -hmm. And then there was some stranger on the aisle, was mm -hmm. a, a woman who neither one of us knew. And she was egging you on rather than to nudge me and say, I have to get up and, and use the facility. I'll just climb over them. And I wake up with your face down in my face trying to straddle across. <laughs> you get one leg. You couldn't figure out how to get your second leg over. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't executed well. I, I feel like if I go back and do that over again in a more stealth, a little bit more ninja, I think I could pull it off next time, Jerry. That's that's the plan. But that's what I always like about you is because you always call me out. That's what's so much fun. <laughs> I it's can't good. let it go. It's just too funny to not acknowledge. Yeah, it is good. I enjoy it. That's what I that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Um, all right. So the wackiness of my personality. That's you know what, and that's why I think I love radio so much. Because if I was in another position, I would probably really need to tone it down. But like radio people, y'all are like, oh, she's wacky. Let's like really give her. Like, yeah. You know? yeah, let's encourage and feed that. Yeah, let's, let's, let's see how wacky she can go. So uh, yeah, thank, thank heavens for radio where I can display it and it's an asset. You've alluded to your daughters and your husband. Fill us in a little bit on the family. Okay. So David and I, uh, we've been married 15 years and we uh, actually met at a church. This is a, let me take a left turn on this. I was the church greeter and he was like the new young guy that just showed up. So this is a tidbit for all my single ladies out there. Be a church greeter. That's going to let that stay there. Uh, anyway, so we, yeah, we've been married 15 years. We have three daughters, Susie, that is, uh, in fifth grade, Sally is in third, and then Ellie is in first. So a lot of women. Yeah. I yeah. feel for your husband. I know, right? I pray for, after that plane trip, I told him I pray for you every day now. Because <laughs> of me, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's a saint. You guys are in Athens, Georgia, which is one of the towns in Georgia that perhaps has some of the stricter COVID-19 shelter-in-place restrictions, or at least was one of the first cities to enact them citywide. Mm -hmm. How's that affected you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, for real. It was, I think we went into shelter-in-place, what, two weeks before everybody else. And um, the first Sunday where it was shelter-in-place, we had a church service in my front yard with the neighbors. We did social distancing. And uh, it was just a really cool, really neat experience. And then it was crazy because within in a week, then we were told we couldn't do that because of like the, the walls and whatever. So to have, you know, to have that then shut down. So it's, it's been, it's been really hard. And, I, and I'm kind of shocked by that because I think the difficult need, difficult is that the yeah. word, Jerry? Yeah. Nailed it. Did I nail it? Um, yeah. And, you know, I don't, I'm not usually an anxious person. And I'm not, I'm like you said, I, I try to be as positive as, as possible. But I think when it keeps going on and on and on, um, and the monotony of it has been intense. And then walking, walking it out with my girls and being transparent of with my feelings. I think that's something I've been learning is to tell them that I am sad and I am scared. And I, you know, that, that those are normal feelings. Yeah. And those are good feelings. I think, um, I think I've been doing a disservice to them by not being transparent. 
with how I'm feeling. They pick up on that, I think. And, and yeah. sometimes you just have to sort of play it by ear. And I think it depends on your kids, too, and their different personalities, because each one needs something a little bit different. Uh, and some of them, uh, you know, if, if mom and dad are okay, doesn't matter. We're okay. We're going to be okay. But then others are, I'm, I'm feeling kind of scared, but do, should I feel good about that? Bad about that? Is that normal? So yeah, you gotta, you gotta sort of know your kids well enough to know what each one of them needs. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting because it's like, um, so my, one of my daughters and I'll, I'll leave it vague so that, you know, I'm not sharing all her stuff, but one of them, I mean, it's like, she probably doesn't even know a global pandemic's happening right now. You know, I'm just like, la, 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 la. And then I have like my other two that it's, it's a daily kind of emotional check-in um, asking, how are you doing? And I'm seeing it manifest some of their fears in new ways, uh, manifest it in fear for me. I went over uh, to my neighbor's house, a social distance meeting and she was quizzing me, well, did you stay six feet? Did you touch anything? Did you, you know what I mean? And I just think you're so young to be scared of this, but this yeah. is, this is the reality. You know, this is where we are. You know, have you, have you get, I saw something yeah. earlier that people, because they're home, especially those who normally work outside the house and are either working from home or have lost their job because their business is closed. There's a lot of extra time. And so they're eating more. Have, have mm-hmm. you noticed that? Um, yes. Really? Um, yes, yes. Now, I what, think it's comfort food, you know. Because <laughs> you you work from home. Now, even though you work for the Joy FM, you're in Athens, which is what an hour and a half from our studios. So most of the time, when you're doing stuff for the radio station, you're doing it out of your home, and you're in your home office right now. When when we put the video up, people will be able to see what your home office looks like that you work from. So how much? What kind of stuff that, did you used to do that you're not doing now because you've had to stay in the house? Yeah. So I'm um, going to work every day. I think I'm just eating a lot of junk food. That's a, <laughs> like, if you could chain my, uh, my fridge, I think I could do it. Like I'm exercising more, a crazy more than usual because I'm walking. I mean, that's all we got to do is walk the kids. And then for our anniversary, David got me a, a bicycle. So I've been biking all over the place, but I think it's, I think it's like, you know, I'm working out, but then I'm eating like way too yeah. much. So it's like, it's the balance is not. And then I'm just like, you know, oh, that was some bad news. I just heard on the news. Let me, uh, let me eat a brownie. You know, <laughs> so I think I've been doing that. So uh, when, when I finally can break out of here and I see you, I need you to pretend that there's not more of me to love, you know? All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. So you mentioned earlier that you're from a little town in South Georgia, Americus, and that is in the general vicinity of Plains, where President Jimmy Carter is from. Right. How long did you live in that little town? Born and raised. So the day after I graduated from high school, I left, basically. (laughs) Have you been back? No, no, I really, uh, my parents actually lived there until two years ago. So I mean, you know, I would go back to visit and stuff, but... No, and it was, a, it was a really fun town, safe town to be raised. I mean, I left my keys in the car in the ignition in my driveway. Uh, yeah, I know. And, there were, and people just would leave their doors unlocked. It was just a, everybody knew everyone. My friends that I played softball with since I was eight years old, we played in like middle school and college, I mean, not college, but high school. You know, we just, it was just a really fun, simpler lifestyle. How did you come to faith? What is your, what's your faith story, your journey? I mean, I'm one of those um, 
stories and bless that I really don't remember much of a time before Christ. He was always wooing and pursuing me through my parents, through um, going to church, being raised in church, but seeing his hand still pursuing me and sanctifying me at 41. You know what I mean? That's like the neatest thing that I can look back in his, his um, pursuit of me daily. And even during like the coronavirus, you know what I mean? And in fact, last night I was waking up, couldn't sleep, worried and fearful about everything. And I thought, you know, I've been a believer for decades, for majority of my life, like 30 something years. Why am I still suffering with this? Or like, why am I still doing this? I should be way more along. And I love that like God doesn't wag his finger at me. You know what I mean? That like, he has just complete love for me. And he's, and that was what I was thinking about is God, I just, I just want to rest with you. Like, I just want to have peace and know that I'm right in the middle of your hand. Even though I've known you for 30 something years, would you remind me that again? Mm. You know? So anyway, it was, a, it was at a church camp where I would say that I um, first really encountered a relationship with God. It was a, a camp called Friendship Camp. Brother Comer was his name. He was a camp director. And I just made it really clear about this was a relationship um, with God. And I think that's where it clicked to me that it wasn't something I went and did. It was something that I would walk out through the rest of my life. Mm. That's good. That's a good way to look at it. Well, Schultze. Appreciate your time. Is there anything I didn't ask you about that you were hoping we'd get to talk about? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I think we covered it. Okay. Now, I, I ask you one more thing, and this is for people who are seeing some of the highlights on the video, if we, just in case we, we put video up on this. Over your left shoulder, at least the way I'm looking at it, over your left shoulder, there's another you. What the heck is that? It's mine. It's my twin. My twin right there. She's been standing stock still the whole time. Super creepy. I don't know why. Where'd you get that? You want me to bring it? Yeah. And what's the sign? Is there a sign on it? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Did you, did you, all right. So digital learning. Um, I made a joke to the, my kids' teachers that I wanted a, like a certificate of completion. And so <laughs> look what she did for me. She actually did it. I oh, man. I survived distant learning award. So this is a cardboard cutout of myself because why not? You know, Double <laughs> Double See, the that's the wacky part. That's, 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 I love that. <laughs> I love all these zoom meetings that I'm doing now and, uh, and how people either will or will not comment. It's almost like, wait a second. What is on? Because I do, I set up my camera just right. So everyone can see it. And I just <laughs> seeing how many people uh, will talk about funny. it. That's uh, too fun. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Got to learn a little bit more about Jules, get to know her, or Schultz. As, as I am really trying to keep remembering to call her Schultz because I promised her I would, and I'm trying to get everybody else in the building to refer to her as Schultz as well. In the show notes for this episode, I will put a link to the Jules Show podcast, Jules or Schultz's uh, own podcast. And we did this conversation via Zoom, which means there's video. And she, I think I think this it made it into the episode, the part talking about that cutout she has of herself. In the next couple of days, there will be bonus material video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Media. But I'll put a link to that in the show notes for you as well. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you would please subscribe. And if your podcast platform allows it, give us a five-star rating and a review because that'll help other people find the podcast. 
Again, next week, I'm not 100% sure. I've got an interview scheduled with somebody very special about an upcoming movie, but this interview, because of COVID-19, has literally been canceled and rescheduled no less than 17 times. I'm not kidding you. It's, it's, it's murder trying to get this guy. So hopefully we will have that. If not, I'll have something else very compelling and stellar for you on the next episode of Life with Jerry Williams.